You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contact's code names are Luke. You can look at it and say, like, okay, let's assume inflation is this big of a problem. Who's to blame? It's consumers, it's producers, but if it's not real in the end, what would be the point? Matt, it's very clear that there was a huge institutional failure that was led by a few men in charge of an institution. Not very, not unlike the Catholic Church. Mike. Little Caesars makes fun of big pizza, which is the corporations adopting a serious original, you know, Bernie, Big Pharma, all these things that he kind of incorporated into the overall, uh, you know, societal consciousness. And now they just adopt it. It just becomes a buzzword that they can turn into a profit and be like, yeah, fuck Big Pizza. And Scott. It's like one in four people surveyed believed fucking these bullshit, disproven, unproven theories about uh, yeah, genetic material in vaccines. I mean, that's literally one in four or five Americans. There it is. You are clear for communication on another edition of the Is It's a Podcast, episode 29, which, uh, fun fact, was my jersey number in middle school football, I guess. I don't know. Middle school football seems like a weird thing. I was in sixth grade, and I remember this guy, Josh Shelton, used to crush everyone, and I was terrified when I got the ball as a running back because he was going to crush me. It was fucking terrifying. He was the coach's son, too. Very scary shit. But you're not here for that bullshit. You're here for the four people that have a good time together. I said fjord. The fjords of the four, the four fjords, me, Matt, Luke, Scott. Yeah, welcome in. Guys, we're just talking about our softball loss. We're one and one on the season. It's a big Ooh. topic of discussion. As we head into week three, rumors are swirling about massive changes, roster moves. I mean, the shit is getting out of control. <laughs> massive changes. A lot of pressure on this team. What massive changes? Yeah, are people giving Ian shit for being a terrible manager? No, he's a great manager. Uh <laughs> Yeah, we no, just have terrible no. players who don't show up when they're supposed to. Well, John Scott was on a – Matt, you missed John Scott had a special moment. Not only did he ground into a double play, but he was the receiving end of a double play twice on the defensive yeah. side. So that yeah, was pretty cool. Yeah, we turned cool. Two, two doubles, two DPs for sure. Really? Who'd you get? Luke's probably going to have to answer that question. Oh, we got uh, yeah. this woman who's at the bottom of the order. She's definitely thicker. And she okay. has a lot here. She plays catcher. She plays catcher. She's really nice. I talked to her every time I came to the plate, but that's her was one of them at least. So so she hit the ball hard enough to get double played on. Yeah. Unless it was. Oh, she, she was. Yeah. Really yeah. Both. She both had a pitch runner just, for her the next time. Both were just tailor made six, four, three right to the dome. Yeah. And when uh, I asked John this and Matt, you could clarify what's worse. Is it worse to pop up to the pitcher or ground into a double play? In double play. Which is worse? Absolutely. Hey, man, my my, that was that was like right as I was dealing with the existential dread of like getting old and a quad tear, you know, (laughs) well, it's it's mathematically worse. It's two outs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The worst was when I had to go from second to home, like on a hot shot to left center and thought I was going to I thought my fucking leg was going to blow up. Well, you were being proud. You didn't want to pinch runner. You refused. Yeah. You said you and were now, mad. Yeah. And now I know, dude. And I feel, you know, I feel fine now. It was it was worth the, you know, five extra days that it set me back in my rehab. 
<laughs> hey, yeah, like, hey, Scott, you want a runner to run for you if if you hit the ball? I'm like, uh, no, because I'm going to fucking quit the team if I need that shit. <laughs> uh, you got you got pouty out there did you, did you pout a little bit? no i didn't even know he was, i didn't even know he was hurt mike, mike and i were mike and i had awful games and we were pouting uh inward and to each other i feel like that's good yeah, it's I'm, you know it's gonna take your lumps in game two Mm-hmm. You got you got a long season. Get another shot at Woodbridge. Uh, they played. They played an awesome game. And this Gallagher freak for all of our national <laughs> yeah, he's, for all of our national listeners. Freak. Yeah, I mean, what a total freak! God's gift to humankind. Did he also make some sick plays in the field? Not really. Not he didn't have to. Nothing spectacular. Um, but he no, he didn't it, have you know, to. He, he was playing. He was playing left field. So. He limited a couple runs by the threat of his throw, yeah. though. At least two. When I well, was he limited. Uh, he limited probably I don't know five or six runs by the fact that with, he's able yeah. to at least range out there and catch a ball with I mean, the RBI. We, we actually had a couple of missed balls in left and left center. Literally, his his, his his war I would estimate was thirteen that game. <laughs> yeah, given how many, just given how many like automatic RBIs he he's good for. Yeah, I think he actually drove in ten. Gone. You know what though? Having, uh, you know, we had okay. So in left field, we we were good, but we just we still didn't play deep enough. You know, uh, you have to play him super deep, and then uh, usually what he does is he'll hit a, like a line drive or whatever, and he still gets a in the park home run because <laughs> you're playing too deep. So on a, on a no fence field, kind of yeah, yeah, no play fence deep. field, play deep, and then play yeah. a short fielder, play a good which is short which is kind, which is kind of that. what we were trying to do, but uh, because because uh, people like him can go to right. I was playing right center, so I kind of like sunk in a little bit. But when he's up, I still have to play my position because I, he goes out there all the time. So yeah, they have three lefties, and I was expecting that, a lot that's of action like, for yeah. him. That's what makes nothing. him so effective. That's what I makes him so dick. effective. No pop ups, no fly balls Dude. to me. All I got were like base hits where I had to run. I hate running into base hits and thick grass because there's no, nothing the fun one, about it at all. You, you got, got the one fly ball from Gallagher. You got the fly ball from Gallagher that went over your head. That went no, 100 that was like feet 800 over your feet. head. Who cares about that? Yeah, that's pointless. Yeah, it's, it's not, not your fault. Was it a catchable? Was it a catchable ball? No. If, he, if, if Mike ever. was playing, if Mike was playing 50 feet further back, 75 feet on top of the bench at the back of the field. Yes, that's where. 50, we're okay. All right. All right. 50 feet back. I tell you, the legend keeps growing. <laughs> it's the legend. The legend of Gallagher just keeps going. He's an amazing man, and kudos to the team. They kicked our ass. We lost. That's how it goes. Base hits, base hits, base hits. It was the even though he's amazing they were and dominated. They were bleeding hits. It's all about bleeding hits and a cup and errors by us. We made some errors yep. like here and there. We made about four. We made just four like four errors that actually sure. made a big difference. Because there were two errors we had in one inning and brought him back up with bases loaded. Yeah, but you know Matt was in traffic, and uh, when you're stuck in traffic, man, it is not easy to get where you're going. I understand. I've been stuck in traffic before, so I get it. I gotta, I gotta make some excuses here. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can try, but I don't and think. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Struck him off. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious whether whether these will hold water. I had to. So I went camping, uh-huh. which was fun. Uh, and I was. No one cares about and, that now. We've already started off on the uh, irritated part. <laughs> so now, now we're just now we're just annoyed. <laughs> I've got a litany of excuses. If I just keep making them, maybe I'll convince you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Lay it I, on I, us. 
and I was at a site that was across a river. I had to cross the. I had to pack up a fucking kayak and cross the river. Cross a river. The fuck, oh and I had to put the kayak on the car so that it didn't fly off. Jeez. And then no, I had you didn't just take the kayak all the way down the the river all the way all back the way to down. Detroit. Like, yeah, yeah, I would have yeah, got there. I would have hit Lake Huron. I was yeah. You would have skipped the portage, traffic. Portage a dam or two, and uh, maybe they would have just failed. Uh, you know, because we're in Michigan, and that's what happens. Good God, that sounds like a lot of work, man. Yeah. Anyway, and two. What the fuck's this two o'clock game? What couldn't it have been? We're playing three? one o'clock next week. Well, yeah, but it could have been one or three. Why was it two? I don't see how that fits into this. I don't know. Uh, would one hour have made a difference for you, Matt? I, I would have been there at three, at least one inning in. But there was no point in coming by the time I got to my house. No, no, no. Once you've missed yeah, a couple we, we of were down, we were down over. 24 to 7 by 3 o'clock. <laughs> no, you know what? We, we, we brought it. Four we, for a while. we got it. Yeah, we brought it in within uh, three or four runs. Four runs. 20 to 16 was 20 what we to got four it to runs. after that big inning we had. So that was not bad. It's just that in the next inning, we committed a couple of errors and fucking, then you we know. Then out. Yeah. That's it. That's how the game goes, Matt. We missed you. It's a long we know season. we need you back this week. Long season. There's a lot of games, and this is just the beginning, from what I gather, of a lot of people missing games and stuff. And we'll probably Gotta, always, you know, be missing people, from what I gather, here or there. Not the same people, but like I'm a rotation. Only, I've only got one other miss on the schedule. I don't know about you guys, but I, I mean, well, we'll miss John I'm, this week. I'm John's missing gone. this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> me Which and is good my timing with this blown quad, out quad. Yeah, yeah. That's where it. you going? You're a lousy fucking softball player, Jack. Ah, uh, man. You know, I'm going camping as it were up north. Are you canoeing? Uh, no, I will not have to cross a river on canoe and hike 40 miles uphill to get back to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> will you be canoodling? I will be. I don't know. I'll will be abusing be a, abusing substances and eating oh, chicken oh, quesadillas. Oh yeah, that was part of the story too that I forgot. Oh, be yeah, doing go. this. Yeah, it's hard to when I first moved here, I blew Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Any chance you blow Mr. Belvedere? Is that going to happen? <laughs> we'll see if, the, if it turns oh, out the right way. <laughs> substance use. Uh, yeah, today, today, six years ago today, I got out of my first drug rehab center, and it was four-day stay. I don't recommend four days. I feel like that's not enough time to really do any kind of substantial this change. Is why, this is why you said it was your first Yes. Exit. Very important. From, that it, yes. Number one. Number one. Yeah, where were you? It was over. I was in um, Sacred Heart, which is in beautiful Memphis, Michigan. You guys ever spend any time in Memphis? I only thought there was a Memphis, uh, Tennessee. I had no idea. Well, come on, Luke. You know that America Christ harder than that. Memphis having its connection to the Old (laughs) Testament. Certainly, there's many Memphises. Memphis. Yes. Memphi. Memphi. (laughs) I bet you Memphis uh, means something. Yeah, it's where something happened over in Egypt. It's a city, right? Anyways. I'm walking in Memphis. <laughs> walking in Memphis. There you go. Uh, rehabbing in Memphis. Yeah, I was. So the place was uh, free. It was on the the county dime of Oakland County. So it's free of charge, which is nice. I just finished my first year teaching at the second Jew school I was teaching at. And I voluntarily went in. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Nobody forced me to go. I'm like, it's summer vacation. I might as well do something you know, resourceful here. As soon as this school year ends, get my ass in there. And it was overcrowded. There weren't enough seats for uh, this place. Like when you had like the morning kind of discussion with the whole place, there's just people standing all over this like room, way too much 
people, not enough resources. And after four days of reading Eckhart Tolle over and over again, thinking I had oh. mastered life within four days, I'd mastered life in four days by reading just a little bit of Eckhart Tolle. I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm out of here. This has been a good run. I know what's going on. I got this thing on lockdown. Dad, come pick me up. Let's go grab a bite, man. I'm ready to live. The power of leaving rehab now. <laughs> uh, Whatever, motherfucker! That's true. That's exactly what happened. And we went to this place called Ted's, which is over on the east side, like in fucking way up there, like 26 mile and when you're way out there. Because that's where Memphis is. It's way up. Almost By Anchor Bay or something? Or? Yeah, not as far north as that, but like a little more eastward the memphis is almost towards like going to st Clair up there but um we sat down had a bite at ted's and i was talking to my dad i look over at the television and i see donald trump on the tv it was also happened to be the same day that donald trump announced he was running for president i'll never forget it because i've watched it in the <laughs> there's a bunch of tvs at ted's and there's cnn on and he's there talking about i'm like what this guy went, da run went for down president? the escalator <laughs> it was yeah that was uh that was the announcement he was on on the escalator yeah, doing a little the homecoming oh, well this, queen wave as he, yeah. Oh, this must have been the first official press conference announcement then, because he was. It looked, I think formally, it was uh, formally announced on the 16th. Yeah, and I was. You like, know what's, what's funny is I I tried typing that in. Uh, when did Trump announce? And it no, there are no predictive search results yeah. at all. I believe that it's like it's searching for porn. <laughs> I guess in a way it is. I mean, for real Trump supporters, it's it's like the high. It's the only time they're gonna get like totally fucking, uh, just totally stimulated. Yep. So, you recognize that as a moment in the time at the time. I did after the fact, much more like 2015. I was like, well, this is stupid because you know who Trump is at the time, of course, even before he became president. I recognized it somehow. I filed it into my. Uh, vault of the day because you don't get out of rehab every day those days stand out too so anything that happens on those days good point days yeah so so you're saying today was it today i missed that today was the was day he, yeah today six years ago today that he that he announced his run like formally at least i was reading opinion. i was something came across the the feed you know where it was also then it must have also been six years ago it was the summer, I think it was July of 15, that the top six like Confederate flags were flying off the shelves at Amazon because uh, they were apparently going to be discontinued or Amazon and Walmart and all these big retailers were going to stop carrying them. So like five of that the six, bullshit. it's bull true, and five of the six uh, like highest selling items on Amazon probably this month, six years ago, were uh, yeah variations of Confederate flags. <laughs> saw a lot of those up north. Day, oh. God, yeah. Oh, so yeah, you saw those up north. Yeah, it's so dumb. Like, what is your connection to the Confederacy? I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if it even stands for the Confederacy. I'm not sure what it stands for. But uh, we're, we're in the uh, we're in the buckle of the Bible Belt. So Bible buckle. <clears throat> That's the Bible like Are we? I mean, the 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 Bible Belt is North Carolina. We would be like the Bible necklace. It goes it goes up. Oh, Bible it, it comes it up. Said. It comes up through the Rust Belt. Yeah, it's it one of the most insanely idiotic things I have that's, ever heard. You know, that's been my understanding of it. Honestly, I've never I've never put any effort into understanding that officially. Was... 
I've just always taken it for granted because uh, it makes perfect sense to me. Why do we yeah. have so many people here? This is the this is like the David Cross bit where it's like, oh, I'm in fucking Bakersfield, California, man. It's like, why are there rednecks everywhere? It makes no fucking sense. Well, Bakersfield <laughs> makes sense because of the Dust Bowl, but yeah, okay. And, but same thing goes for uh, areas well, in Michigan, man. Yeah, the outside of Michigan, you're gonna cross. get people with the same redneck uh, like hick accent, and it makes no fucking sense. God, somebody mentioned Bakersfield in the movie I was watching over the weekend. Very important to the story. I'm from Bozeman, Montana. Bozeman, Montana. Fuck all y'all, man. I'm from Bozeman, Montana. I know 99 ways to kill you with a pimento, my man. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, Yeah, I think it was Blade Runner 2049. I never saw it. I think that's what it was. Maybe Jared Leto. Sucks dick. It sucks dick? (laughs) Is that a fact? Uh, Oh, that's a fucking fact. That movie sucks dick. To fit. Oh, also, uh, Memphis. Memphis means enduring and beautiful, by the way. Well, hey, that's positive. Yeah, that's positive. It's very nice. It's exactly a place you put a rehab facility. Does Blade Runner 2049 suck besides Luke? Anyone else? I haven't seen it. I couldn't tell you. I didn't see it. Oh, well, there we are. We're going to be stuck here. Until oh, I fucking hated every second of that fucking movie. The most, you hated most, it? Did uh, you like the original? Just gargantuan, like, edifice to, to one man's ego. I don't even understand it either, because the guy that made... <clears throat> he's the one that did... Um, Denis Villeneuve. He yeah, did Sicario and, and Enemy well, and Prisoners and... Well, it was, it was Arrival. Arrival was the one. Arrival was the one that really set his... Set the bar higher and really set the... Uh, set the stakes for, you know, what he's capable of. And that is a, a great movie in a way, <clears throat> if you have problems with it. What's it's, the beef it's with really 49, not a big deal. You think it's bloated, boring? Oh, man, I just, I, I think it's, it. Uh, I think it is a, it's a facsimile of a facsimile of a facsimile. It's like, it's just one of those things that it, it's gossamer for, as a movie for me. It has has no teeth, you know? I mean, the real Blade Runner had real action in it, had uh, real grittiness to it. And regardless of whether or not you like the storyline, it's something that, you know, feels... There's a sense of impending doom with it. With 2049, I mean, I guess it makes sense because it's called 2049, and we're talking about, like, a dystopian future. So it's almost like there's literally nothing left to care about. And I don't think they did anything whatsoever to communicate that there's anything worth living for in that world. Who the hell are you? What you think? You came uh, to wreck everything and ruin your life. But that's off the head. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, so. What'd you, what'd you think of Fury Road? Genius masterpiece. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, he's going to buy all that up. He loves all that Mad Max shit anyways. He likes George Who, Miller. Me? Yeah, you do. Is what? that fair to say? Not necessarily. Ooh. I'm not like a Mad like. Max. I'm not a Mad Max fan. <laughs> oh, I am. I mean, yeah, one. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't even think I've ever seen the other Mad Maxes. Really, You're a Tina Turner fan too. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am. Though that's the least. That's the least good Mad Max movie. Thunderdome. Fury Fury Road. Fury Road. I thought was um, absolutely one of the most kinetic movies I've ever seen in my fucking life, and. I thought it was brilliant. I mean, dude, Mad Max has no speaking lines in that movie. Land down under. How brilliant was that? It's not land down under. It can't be. 
No. What is this? <laughs> oh, this is Tina. Yeah. <laughs> Unmistakable. I watched. That is breathy. That's very breathy. Yes, I watched uh, the movie about her supposed experience with Ike Turner. Unfortunately, a couple weeks ago. Wait, Good the HBO God. doc or the? Uh, no, no, the fucking the Angela Bassett, Billy D. Williams. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Oh wait, is Billy D. in that? No, I don't think so. Lawrence Fishburne plays Ike Turner, okay. and she plays. I think yeah, I think Angela Billy Bassett D. plays a plays a domestic abuser in another movie. Oh man, <laughs> oh, Larry man. Fishburne, Larry Fishburne playing Ike. That's that's like that is brilliant casting. Well, Tina Turner said she never saw that movie called what's it called? The uh, What's Love Got what's to Do love? With That's what. Yeah. Why Why would you watch a movie by yourself? That is fucking disgusting. I would never do that. Or uncomfortable, well, not disgusting. I would just say that life. would just be so uncomfortable. I'd want to watch a rough cut at least. I'm not gonna. I'm not sitting there oh, trying to suck my own ego's dick or anything. No, no, no. no. It wouldn't be about ego. It just be. It would be so uncomfortable. I, I would. I wouldn't want to. I just wouldn't want to know. Yeah, that's like, true. Whatever. You know, she just like she did turn to Buddhism and shit. Yeah, she really changed. Did she her life really? Around. She turned she to said, Buddhism. Hell she yeah. said that's what changed her life. She started going inner, and she learned a mantra from a former singer that used to be part of the Ike Turner band, and they both started doing it together. She said that helped help her to leave Ike after years of abuse. So maybe she didn't watch it because of that. I guess I'd have to read the blurb I read originally. Yeah, I kind of got the feeling it was because she thought the movie was filled with a lot of bullshit that wasn't true. (laughs) So that's what I got from it. Most likely. Yeah. Anyways, it's not a fun watch. Not fun at all. (laughs) But Tina Turner, she's strong, man. She's still alive, by the way. She's like 80-something. She lives in Sweden. She renounced her U.S. citizenship as well. She lives in Sweden? Yeah. Is she one of the most interesting people in the world? What the hell? She might be. She is. She has to be. And she was in Beyond Thunderdome. She was. <laughs> that's where this all started. That's right. And, you know, if you want to go a little bit meta, we don't need another hero. We're talking heroes. Mad Max. Blade Runners. Anti-heroes. Ha-ha! <laughs> Anyways. Oh, Shambeckler. Uh-oh! Oh. Dun-dun-dun! That's the name for that. Yep. Good call there. Doi. Yeah, that's a uh, University of Michigan's on tough times right now. And people have said things that have upset people. People have done things that have really hurt people, such as abusing them. Like and hundreds of up, people. <laughs> yes, like literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was trying to catch up on like this the fucking stats of this motherfucker, and I couldn't Dr. even get Anderson, through. I couldn't way. even get through. Doctor Anderson. I couldn't even get through like the first story. I I was like busy at work, and then I was trying to read it, and I was getting disturbed and pissed off, and then I was going back to work. W- what's the number here? What the what the fuck did this guy? What's his tally, man? This dude's like a serial killer. I, yeah, I don't bad. know if it's I don't know if it's been uh, it's it's ongoing. He said hundreds. They said hundreds yeah. of we're people. At, you were approaching a thousand. They said they said literally uh, untold numbers of uh, of violations. Untold numbers, which to me means, I guess I don't know, infinite in the context of this guy's life. Like, how many could he possibly have violated? I guess all well, of them. I mean, 
over the course of the years. Ones, yeah. here? The ones he wasn't physically <laughs> yeah. violating, he was probably fantasizing about, right? Well, that's not yes. illegal. But are we doing uh, Wilt Chamberlain math <laughs> here? Where like, how many people could he have possibly molested? Yeah. I mean, yeah, how much not... time in the day? No, no, no hey, we're not gonna, we're not doing impact. that. <laughs> yeah, he made a tremendous With Wilt Chamberlain, impact. it was fun. But, With Wilt Chamberlain, it's entertaining. With this guy, it's just it's demoralizing. It's terrible. Yes. With the latest version of this saga, of this awfulness, uh, Jim Brandstatter was on radio, I guess, yesterday. Was it radio? And he's trying to do point holes or straight up gaslight fucking Re- what's it remy Schembechler? what's his name Shem- matthew matt Schembechler. thank you yeah. remy i don't know where i got that from uh, well sure he's got another sure son you, uh... whose name is shemmy shemmy yeah. that's where i got remy from Ugh, really i think it's make, a sh- make sure you note that matt Schembechler is adopted that's very important in the storylines for some reason yeah, of course every time because that could lead to a slight doubt creeping into people's mind for some reason good call mm-hmm. But yeah, Brandstetter says this shit about he uh, never would have biked alone to a doctor's appointment uh, because, was it Millie, Schoenbeck? Was it Millie? Yeah. Oh, Millie. Wife. She would never let little Maddie go to a doctor's appointment oh, by yes. himself. So he's poking holes in the character of this guy, oh, the oh. adopted son, which is another hole poke, in my opinion, about the story of telling Bo Schoenbecker that he was abused by this doctor way, way back decades ago. Well, it doesn't matter. Like, Matt Schembechler doesn't matter. All the other guys matter, too. You know, like, they didn't need yeah. Matt Schembechler for this to be a terrible thing. And there's no way Bo Schembechler wasn't aware of what was going on. The guy had iron-fisted control of his program. He knew what yes. was going on. He had to. It seems incredibly obvious that he was 100% aware of this. And this quote from the fucking article we were reading, the coaches would joke about the doctor and threaten a... Quote, Dr. Anderson exam if they did not think we were working hard enough. Anderson even had a reputation around campus as Dr. Anal. Dr. Anal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Dr. Anal, Dr. Dr. Pants. When Matt, Schembechler, when Matt Schembechler told his dad, his dad punched him in the chest. Bo Schembechler punched his son in the chest. That actually but seems you, completely in character. It does. Yeah. Like, like grab him, maybe, you know, what's the matter with you kind of thing. And then like the first was, thing, the first thing this that to Michigan, me sounds uh, realistic, though. This the first like thing that Mich- punched in the fucking Michigan's chest. football coach, Jim Harbaugh, wants to do. And the first thing fucking Brandstetter wants to do as the voice of Michigan football is to come out and say, that's not the bow that I knew. The bow that I knew would have handled this. I just know that it would have been handled. It's like, dude, really? Like revisionist history that you know absolutely nothing about. It's like when someone, just because you had an experience with someone, doesn't mean that others' experience with that person is exactly the same as yours. And I don't understand just going out and trying to rally the troops, you know, uh, so, you know, everyone that didn't experience this with Bo Schembechler, let's all get together and sign a petition. That's what's going on now. Like signing a petition with all of these names that essentially says what? Like Bo's a good guy and that's not the Bo I knew. And we reject these, you know, heinous claims that he knew something. I don't understand that that's like the first place you run 
in the light of these of these near thousand accusations. Of course you do. Institution first. That's what. Got well, us to okay, this point. yeah, I do. I do. You're right. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's either it's either in, institutional uh, allegiance or it's or it's just you're concerned or fearful of even facing the truth. I mean, facing the truth in any part of your life is difficult. What they do with Joe Pod that immediately the same exact the same exact pattern of behavior. They, well, they, 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 out they, supporting did, they him. did they did tear down his statue like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So I would assume <laughs> that I would assume, yeah. I'm I'm willing to bet that that Bo's statue, wherever that's at, I'm sure there's one or two or twenty at U of M. I'm sure one. at least one of them's coming down. It, yeah, it's got it's gotta happen. I mean outside, there's it's ridiculous. Outside Schembechler Hall, which is what Matt like the it's like an athletics. athletics it's the office. athletics department office. Yeah. Okay. So it's named Schembechler Hall, and there's like a larger than life Bo <laughs> Bronze statue out. Yeah, it's where all the I used to pick up athletes there all the time for Uber because that's where they all do their studying and have tutors come up mm-hmm. and meet them. All the athletes, not just Michigan football mm-hmm. players. Everybody. And goes that's there. that's just such a footnote in the whole story. It's like at a minimum, you just. Stop hero worshiping. Take down the statue. Change the name. It's not a big deal. Well, the, he's they're going to the, pay he's so ingrained. dollars and, and pay. pay. A, yeah, it's this is yeah. going to be the largest settlement in college sports history, maybe. Since I mean, Michigan lives in the past as much as anybody else, he's ingrained as like the face still. He's the father figure, man. He's he's the he, and he's the because he, Harbaugh came in, he brought him back further. Yeah. yeah. So Harbaugh's. Brought Bo to be just as relevant with this program as he was 25, 30 years ago, which well, just actually, makes this even Harbaugh worse. Made look better because Bo was a winner. Exactly. exactly. Well, these these fucking the coaches they become they become surrogate father figures for a lot of people who are just like fans. And you know, I mean, if you were even look at this from, I don't know, like a um, neurological perspective, uh, you know, mirror neurons. Like, why do you think that we are Tigers fans and people in Ohio are Cleveland Indians fans? It's like. Your AJ, fans because AJ of the shit that you see. The, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But you, or, or, you uh, see these people, you see these people all the time on TV and you relate to them because you're from the same area and it, it mirrors back and it makes you feel like you're part of the organization. So I get it because the, the fanaticism around U of M football is so intense that I understand the backlash. I understand the response here. I do obviously think similar to something like religion and uh, you know what i say in the text message is like these institutions are they're like mafioso fucking catholic style dominions and i think the devotion is what's the most important thing i mean when you go downtown we go downtown ann arbor these these fucking people are they look insane (laughs) <laughs> they're, they they have red eyes, you know. They're they're Are breathing fire. They fucking don't. They can't. You. They don't listen to reason. They're so fucking aggressive. I I once heard a friend literally tell somebody who was a Michigan State fan because we were at a we were at a, a tailgate. He literally turned to this girl and called her a cunt when Michigan State won. It was the game where the. The fucking ball got fumbled backwards, and Michigan State scrambled it into the the yeah, end zone. The punt. I had the, the, I had the opposite experience. It was the punt. Yes, that, that was it. That was it at that game. 
uh, basically just every loudmouth fucking Sparty getting in my face on the walk home. The same thing though. I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about U of M. I'm talking about all of these fucking yes. programs, which is why, like, I, I yeah. literally was mystified as to how anyone can have any type of allegiance to a fucking football program or a school. I never ever understood that. Yeah, well, this is under- a Michigan. It has nothing to do with what school I went to. Most most people who are fans of University of Michigan never went there. This is what how many Michigan's alumni do right you think now. there really are? And you want me to change? Fuck you! There's like there's like uh, actually University of Michigan has the largest living alumni base of any university. So there's like six hundred thousand people who are sure. Alumni. There's a lot, but you know how many yep. actual fans there are outside of that? It's even more. Millions. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. They Florida have Vegas. the biggest they have the biggest fan base of any program in all of college sports. And the my main problem is when that fact starts to get in the way of honest journalism or <laughs> just, just you know writing an article like just write the goddamn article. Why is it taking so long? Like where, like we said last week, like where are these major outlets? You know exactly where they're at. They're in the pocket of, you know, the fucking Michigan machine. And to Scott, say it's the anything, same deal with the government. They're in the pocket of There's big, all big these powers skin. and institutions. All the powers and institutions it's, locally yeah. have deals. So whether it's Michigan football or Governor yeah. Whitmer, it's yes. all silence because that's why a guy like Charlie Ledoff stands out or Muckraker stand out today, like Deadline Detroit. I don't, I don't Dude, even know if how much is anymore. how much is U of M how much is U of M worth? How much is the football program worth? In a yearly basis, eight million, eight I, I don't know, just just ago. in general, like uh, money that comes into the state, all that stuff. I bet you there's a whole bunch of fucking money that is well, literally based on the football program. Jim Harbaugh is the highest paid public employee. That is state. true. Yeah, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Is that true? A losing, a losing coach, a guy who fucking that. sucks is still yeah. getting paid more than everybody else. Yeah, because nine on the tension scale. There are doctors saving lives that get paid shit compared to him. Yeah, so I know, but that's we're that's hitting not all really these side point, points. You know? which is, <laughs> I actually think the local media is covering it, um, but where's the national media? Where's the national story on this? This should be a well, national they're on story. It now. But a lot of the local media is. I mean, what I'm seeing today is like you know, team. You know, people are rallying to for to sign a petition that bows grade and it's like I don't I don't understand like when the Michigan State scandal was happening which is every bit you know it's in the same realm of awful as this it was fucking everywhere and we were starting to impugn the character of you know our football and basketball coach who had nothing to do with Larry Nasser but with this it just seems to be it just seems to be covered differently. Uh, shit's behind paywalls. Well, read, read the Michigan Daily. Part. You want to read the real story? Read the Michigan Daily. They're going to cover it better than anybody. They're going to cover it for free. And yeah, the paywall shit is a disaster. Uh, it should. It should. But again, all of the sports column, sports coverage is what makes local newspapers money. It's the only fucking thing they have left. Yep. <clears throat> So they're going to no they spent uh, they spent almost two hundred million dollars in twenty nineteen. And by the way, Penn State did not take down Joe Pa's statue until the following year. It happened in twenty eleven that when the scandal broke. So. Yes, this is going to take a while. It's how long take, did it take until after go- he was removed as a coach? 
months, many months. Because he was rookie coach as, like was zero days after it broke on that Monday. I thought he retired. No, he was fired. Oh, he was fired. Okay. And then he died a, a month later? Shortly <laughs> after, later. yeah. Yeah, it was died of a broken heart. He died of but a broken heart. Taken it was the program he loved. Yeah. Scandal happens in 2011 or it breaks and Sandusky's arrested and he goes on that Bob Costas show, which is so fucked up. You guys ever seen when he's on Bob Costas' show? When now the you got to drop for broke? this. I did see uh, this uh, back in the yeah, day, but if you could pull that drop up, holy shit, that would be sweet. But yeah, here's a guy who it, it's almost it's almost amazing to see this because you hear of um, married couples that that die one one person dies and then shortly after the other dies of a broken heart. I mean, it, the stress the stress on the heart and the stress on the body is so intense that you literally cannot sustain cannot sustain yourself anymore without you know that person in your life it's so painful so you do die of a broken heart there is there's like science behind it and like this dude had one of the most storied careers and isn't like in all of sports history and i think it killed him when he got let go i think he fucking died oh yeah i think it fucking stress his entire legacy, everything came came down on him so fucking hard. I think he just his fucking heart gave out. He had too much stress. Blood pressure is probably through the fucking roof. Yeah, I bet you. Oh, he, he had, died of he a had cancer heart. too, technically. Oh, um, did he? How bad he was, was 84, it? Eighty four, man. He was ready to go, but that killed him. You're right. That just like I'm out of here. There's no reason to stick around now. Things it was the it worse. was the gentle shove over the uh, over the inevitable fucking uh, the inevitable fucking precipice of his utter failure as a human being to protect so here's, anybody here's that Costas deserved it. And Sandusky real quick. This is from the interview in 2011. Oh, I remember this now. Holy you know, shit. I have done some of those things. Oh, I God. have horsed around with kids. I horsed have showered after around. workouts. I, I have hugged them and I've, I have touched their leg. Oh, I don't understand why he would oh, grant an interview. Oh, damn it! Why did they cut this up? It, oh my God! Remember the Young Turks? Is that still a thing, by the way? Wait, go back. Finish that fucking clip. I want. Yeah, the Young Young Turks the, is still a thing, but they they're, they're still fucking alive? terrible. Oh, they busted oh, yeah. their own union. They're fucking garbage. Oh, wah, wah. didn't he run for like a politician? Yeah, he's in a, he's a complete piece of shit. Yeah, Jank oh, Uger. Yeah, that's a damn shame. Well, anyways, uh, it's a fucked up interview. I will say that. Uh, here's a. Are you a pedophile? No. Are you sexually attracted to young boys, to underage boys? Am I sexually attracted to yes. underage boys? Sexually attracted? No. no I, I enjoy young people. I I love to be around them. Um, First of all, the answer I, is no. If you're trying not to sound like a pedophile. <laughs> Obviously, you're entitled to a presumption of innocence, and you'll receive. No, you're not. Uh-huh. Oh, Costas was kind of hard hitting there, huh? Yeah, it was a. I wish the whole interview was there. It was only 35 seconds of it. Anyways, you get the point, and you know that's what Michigan sounds like now. That these people coming out, this these uh, statements by the Schembechler family saying like this. Look at this. This is word for word. This is from the Schembechler's prepared statement, and this is from the first wife, the second wife, son, not the adopted son. It is telling to us that Bo never spoke to any of us about inappropriate behavior by Dr. Anderson. Uh, To the contrary, in our steadfast opinion, Bo was not aware of such contact 
and assume that any procedures were medically appropriate. As he demonstrated at many points in his career, and to us as a family, Bo had a clear and compelling sense of right and wrong. He would not have tolerated misconduct, especially toward any of his players, family members, coaches, or to anyone associated with the University of Michigan football program. If Bo had known of inappropriate contact, we are certain that he would have stopped it immediately. That's a, you can't <laughs> say that. How can you live in 1975, hypothetically? So I just want to do an exercise here, unless I'm insane. Open a new window and type in Bo Schembechler. Top stories. Detroit Free Press. Schembechler family. Bo was not aware of Robert Anderson's assault. The Detroit News. Family rejects abuse cover-up accusations against Bo Schembechler. Click on Detroit. Family of Bo Schembechler issues letter defending him. This is how media works. People don't dig deeper than this shit. If you go online and just type in Bo Schembechler News... The three top stories that I'm seeing, Freep, Debt News, Click on Detroit, Bo is not aware, Family Rejects Abuse, Bo Schembechler issues, Family of Bo issues letter defending him. And people end right there. And people stop right, a lot of people stop there. And they're like, okay, so this is obviously a witch hunt or this is, you know, there are obviously two sides of the story where the Schembechler side is just as strong if not stronger than the side of the accused this is people don't you got to understand people don't roll up their sleeves especially nationally and dig into this to the degree that we are right now they just type in his name and they see these three even today after all of this these are the three headlines that they see well that's We're gonna get uh, all okay. in your face and point <laughs> out your faults but so what should the headline be today I would like to see top stories prioritized, not as fa Schembechler family, Bo didn't know. Schembechler family, Bo did, Bo's great. Schembechler family uh, issues a letter defending him. Like, I mean, dude, I go, to, I go to page two on the Google search. Cause okay, well, you're already doing twice as much work as. No, but yeah, page page two is only where like ten percent of searchers go. By the way, so ninety percent of people have not gotten to page yeah, two. Yeah, but but that's that's like real on data. the on the news on the news search. It's it's pretty much the latest. What's the latest story? So that's the latest story. And no, you hold on. So if you if you, you it's tricky to find, it's actually just, tricky to find the latest story. You have I to like uh, use tools because, when you do search. Okay. So when I go into Google and I type it in, I see these three stories, and then I say, you know, more. I, I don't know. I'm using Google. Fucking. I'm using Google. And then I go to view all, and it opens up, and it's just and then it's like seven stories. The first story. But the thing is, what is the what are the proportion of stories that are like either pro or agnostic, and what are the percentage of stories that are, you well, know, muckraker stories about the the scandal? Hey, you. Let me. It's always going to be about ninety ten. You know, it's going to be mostly. And the thing is, every time somebody clicks, it's a feedback loop, man. This is how Google works. So every time somebody clicks on it, it it gains relevance in the rankings. So, and depending on what, and depending on what uh, source it comes from, that has more that has more value and more that contributes more to the ranking itself. So if it comes from a reputable source. It is going to 
be a in, higher ranking story no matter what you, you type in bow those are the first three stories you get then you say view more and it's literally now it's not three stories the first eight stories shen beckler family bow is not aware brand setter defends bow michigan football players begin online petition defending bow bow issues family of bow issues letter family rejects abuse shen beckler family says if bow had known yeah, he would have yeah. stopped it but two what? days ago, two days ago, every story was Matt Schembechler comes out against Bo Schembechler. Yeah, and then five and former minutes players. Later was, come. Uh, was, was, no, it was a day later. Then it was a, a day, day later, later. Then it's yeah, Matt Schembechler is he's not his blood son. Uh, he <laughs> might have an axe to grind. Uh, he Schembechler uh, versus Schembechler. Kwiatkowski uh, is a drug. Does drugs. Uh, he's got an act. You know, it, it's like why. <laughs> Do we? Why is it the first place you go when someone is telling story, telling really deep, painful stories about abuse they suffered at the hands of a fucking monster doctor, and, and say like, why do you want to go Sir, that route? Dude, like, I'm, I'm telling you, I think I think for real, it is still it's surrogate father. That there's more of an attachment to Bo Schembechler than it is to his son or any of any of the victims of Dr. Anderson. That that's literally just it's going to be the the benefit of the doubt is going to be with the the person you've identified with for I don't know 25 30 wow. years. If you're a 40 year old man, you've been watching Michigan football forever. Or if you're a boomer, you watched Schembechler in his heyday. I mean, how is so why would you fucking assume automatically some guy you trust or think is great would have allowed any of this? So I, I, I understand the impulse. I think if he were alive, that we'd have an easier time getting rid of him. Yeah, yeah if he was Sandusky and you could put him oh, in a okay. fucking interview chair, yeah. that motherfucker actually had an interview. That is so crazy to me that. Sandusky but, actually sat in a chair across from a real interviewer. And, but that, and I mean, this, that is, this is a cancer in sports. Well, you're right. Though. Urban Meyer protected the guy who abused his wife, kept yeah. him on his staff. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Jordan is Jim Jordan. Yeah, that was US the other one. Yep. Who sheltered a, an abusive wrestling coach. Thank you. That was the um, other dude I was thinking of. Uh, Joe Paterno, Larry Nasser. We could go on and on and on. And the, again, the dude, this is fucking. This is the fucking Catholic Church. It's exactly right. Institutions all failed. And and you know what was also not a media story until it was after decades of shit. Catholic Church priest abuse. You know, they made a movie about it. Well, and not <laughs> not to mention not to mention uh, you know a, a recurring subject on the on this pod here is Woody Allen. There's a lot of people who are. I'm, I was a huge fan of Woody Allen's. Like I, oh, dude, I've always been a fan right of his out. movies. But I, you know, honestly, it did take me a couple of years to like warm up to the idea that, like, yeah, no, he's a fucking perv, and he definitely did this shit. I still like his movies, and then that actually created a, you know, a, a, a real distance. like, yeah, a cognitive perfect with whether or not you should start thinking about an artist versus the art. And then that sends you down a whole nother fucking rabbit hole. People like fucking man Ray and, and uh, uh, you know, fucking every artist uh, in the modern era, uh, Warhol, Jesus Christ. This is uh, yeah. There's a, uh, so yeah, it's, I'm not, 
for me, it is it is a kind of understandable instinct or impulse. It's just important, I think, to recognize what it is or recognize this America, Jack. how it's Colleges how are, it's functioning Colleges to actually are, change the way you actually operate. Colleges are scumbags, dude. It's it's a it's an insulated environment. They police oh, yeah. themselves, it's a, it's which a is business. A, it's a fucking business, man. Yeah. And they You could argue the bigger horrors are the ways they're well, they're just well, uh manipulating why? and stealing stealing surplus labor from everybody that works. But then them. okay, let's go a step further. Why does the attorney general of Michigan Dana Nessel like not wanna look into this? She's just like, Well, if we don't if I can't get like a, a you know, client attorney or like client, uh, yeah, client attorney waiver. Like we're not even going to look. We're not even going to investigate this. Well, oh, like a waiver, why? a waiver for a client. Attorney no one's going to. Yeah, like why, why? Why would you say that? Like we looked in the Michigan State, rightly so. Like why aren't we? Why aren't we looking at this? Because it's going to cost money, and you're not going to get an attorney client waiver. In some, I mean, in some ways, in some ways, it's a, it's a dead issue i mean the this the fucking university needs to pay pay benefits they need to pay damages that's yeah it, and, and so and in a way it's almost it's almost general. over but i got does is that who enforces that shit like for the university uh they, they the have attorney general subpoena power i guess you know yeah, there I don't know. A, I don't know how any of that. I don't know how any of that shit works, but I'm not really sure yeah. how it works with NASA either. Everybody who was fucking violated by this motherfucker deserves to be paid out. And if it requires, <laughs> and if it requires, um, if it requires all like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> all right, if it requires all 1,000 people that got violated by this motherfucker living in the same house and on the same property and stealing it from the Schembecklers, then fine. Take it back. That but that's if they don't here. get that's if they don't get their fucking just desserts and they deserve to be remunerated for this bullshit. I don't even know how you fucking put a price tag on it. I'm with you. I agree. That's well fucking, said, Luca. It's, that's horror. But, you know, Let's talk about something else now. <laughs> I think we've covered this. Well said. Good thoughts, everybody. That file you just heard is from friend of the show, Eric Allen. Eric Allen put together a whole Google Drive. <laughs> if you couldn't, uh, if you couldn't discern who that was, you cannot believe. <laughs> it's so dumb. That's How did everybody. that happen? That's all of I feel, our laughs. I feel like I, I, I instantly feel famous in a in a weird way. <laughs> It's all of our laughs. He put together. There's a bunch of these clips. He put together a ton. Here's one. Run that back. Yeah, I need to hear in that. In this again. fucking vacuum and self perpetuating shit fucking feedback loop that is capitalism, everything has to be settled with money. <laughs> <laughs> He's cutting our audio. What the fuck? I feel I'm nervous. <laughs> he, is, so he is doing a he is doing a, a service. It's in the uh check our if you want to check our Gmail, no, no, you can get access to no, it. I, it. I'm in the yeah. Gmail, yeah. Here's one. It's just a basic like don't be a fucking dick. Perfect. <laughs> That's fucking great. Nice cut. That's a solid. Oh, we need cut. these drops. We need to drop our own audio into it. Yeah, actual drops. Yeah. You know, he does it out of the goodness of his dumb old heart. <laughs> <Dumb> old heart. <laughs> 
I want to play that one for Scott. The I don't know what it's titled. These titles are so dumb, by the way, Eric. Really good work, Eric. This is amazing. <laughs> they're, so, they're so good. Avila! Avila! <laughs> that was like to the tune of which even, uh, read lately. Oh, like, yeah. He, uh, he even titled really that file um, Dumb Old Heart. And, uh... <laughs> oh, Eric, you did great work, man. We really do appreciate this. Do we, this do is... we have more of those? Come on. Uh, oh, there's so many. I, I'm a. Uh... Oh, think, man. Yeah, no. this. Throw Don't a give me more just the appetizer. Yeah, give, wanna, give a couple more in there, yeah. I want to make a full oh, yeah. meal out of this. This is... <laughs> Fried Shit is amazing. Sandwich. Make it the way you'd make it. <laughs> just put the ingredients on it that you would want on any regular chicken sandwich. Uh, butterfly the chicken breasts. And a long one. Flatten them out. Put it in the egg wash. Uh, dredge it in the flour. Uh, breadcrumbs. That's it. Just fucking lay that baby down. Just three minutes on each side. And it was... <laughs> that's like embarrassing that's so funny holy shit you gotta dredge it in the egg water that is so funny oh that's oh. crucial right if you're not gonna oh, do that got it. yeah you gotta know he 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 let it he let it go on long enough to get the whole recipe yeah that was important <laughs> oh man this is the dumbest fucking thing to be doing with your time ever classic <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he did so drop. many of these. Eric, you have blown me away. This is like, this is first-rate oh, stuff, man. I, don't, I can't believe you spent your time on this, first off, which is incredibly mind-blowing. Like, it's this so is funny, this man. The I love threesome. it. The Schwitz and Bath Boys. Legendary, man. I love this. I don't know this guy, and I love him. Oh man! God, I, I don't know how I... greatest people. Oh, here, here we go. He's going to do another one based on us laughing. At Holy it. cow, that's so good. <laughs> Dude, how do you Let me take this opportunity real quick from the bottom of my heart to express my dissatisfaction with both of you and Matt. <laughs> Hardcore bottom line there. Oh, here's a good one. Our stupid new eyes uh, can't recognize eras or decades anymore by looking at film stock. <laughs> all the hard-hitting cuts that's a good one that's a great one our stupid new eyes <laughs> but what oh but. Man. <laughs> that's, that's a short one that's a good one uh, <laughs> oh, oh shit that's the job. funniest i mean that's the it. funniest thing i've heard in four months too. yeah that uh that really gave me some laughs. <laughs> There's a ton of these. Like it's, it, I'm scrolling and scrolling. You could do this for an hour. Oh my oh, God! There's man. more. You got How is there? How is there more? <laughs> this you got to so open a amazing. drop box for this, man. I'm gonna spend the rest of the hell yes. Oh my, I'm hang out with you anyway. So <laughs> go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? I did my my do white educated guy diligence. <laughs> 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 
What on earth? Oh man, this is a goddamn laugh riot. What up, though? That, that like, wonderful uh, District Detroit project that's going so well downtown. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Anyways, I uh, love yeah, uh, I'll, my dude, white, educated privilege. <laughs> oh, he awesome. recorded this one. I remember we talked about we wanted Man. a recording from my mom of this. Urine soaked mattress. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's great. Perfect. I'll definitely include that one. Anyways, Eric, thank you so much, man. You guys oh, can man. Uh, thank you. That's, that's brilliant. The drive is all in our uh, is it say oh, email? Man. So you guys could spend hours just listening to that if you're bored at work one day or something. I'll, I'll literally Venmo you twenty dollars for the folder of that audio. <laughs> that's incredible. That's I that's did. worth its weight in in Bitcoin. Holy shit. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> God, I want to play more, but uh, I want to talk about uh, the other part. We had a new email from Danny. Danny checked in. And ah, I love that said, guy. Yeah, we lo- who doesn't love Alaskan Danny, right? <laughs> Gentlemen, thanks for working through my segment ideas two episodes ago. I loved Matt's take on legal cannabis bringing the masses together. Good call, man. <laughs> I found storytelling to be an effective device for the pod. You're like, Danny's like our producer now, I guess, in a sense. He's leading us where he wants the show to go. And then basically, that's what we'll do. We could you guys use, want could a show use to go a real producer. Direction? Yeah. We could. We could use we a real producer, could. yeah. It would be great. We do appreciate it, Danny. So my segment suggestion Wait, for this you're week, the producer. You're supposed to fight against that. Oh, well, I do, I'll still do the work I'm doing. That's fine. So my segment suggestion for this week is having each guy share a story. And his two topics are, he labels them softball and hardball, by the way. Ooh. Yeah, that so- is that is clever. I like it. Well done, Danny. Softball. Like best story from a Detroit spring event. Mm. Hardball. Calm down what, motherfucker? Something awful <laughs> that happened to you that ended up being beneficial and or insightful. Ooh. So we got two oh. topics there. Anybody uh, feeling a quick response to either one? Yeah. Best story from a Detroit sporting event. Something awful that happened to you that you ended up looking at as insightful or useful or beneficial. Well, I'm, I'm going to give another answer, but right off the lid, we already we already covered this. Uh, Matt, Luke, and I uh, just bloviating about you know highbrow shit at, at a Tigers game, which is what I think is were the seeds of this podcast. That was great. That was one of the greatest. Tigers games mm-hmm. I ever went to because you walk the concourse and you just talk to your some of your home, best homies about, oh, yeah. uh, you guys about, about the that. things that you love. Yeah, so I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I believe I believe that night also ended with a. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I believe uh, that night also ended at uh, Lafayette. I think. I think I have a photo of that. No way! I believe it did. I yeah, I believe we. <laughs> We did the concourse no all night. We, yeah, man, we were just, uh, yeah, we were just pinballing around. Like that was awesome. That what was a great. Was that was a great. 2015? 2016? 2017? Seventeen or eighteen? Probably the worst Tiger years ever. Like eighteen? No. Eighteen, I think maybe. Well, we weren't that bad at the time, were we? Yeah, it was. I mean, after fifteen, it went down, 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 down. down. I mean, we were. To me, I it mean, was, was uh, a year before I started going to the Schwitz. 
I feel like. I feel like John Scott, I think I met you a year before we went to the Schwitz. Uh, wait, wait, wait. We went to that birthday party and uh, went to Marianne's birthday party, Marianne and Glenn. And John, you were with your ex or XX? I forget. Could have been on oh, Belle Isle. Yeah. On Belle Isle. On Belle Isle. Mm-hmm. So that was about a year after I met you. Okay. I'm just trying to locate this in my fucking head, man. Oh, okay. for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of. Is that 2018, maybe? Is that 2018? Was that 2017, 2019? It definitely was 2019. 17 feels original bath boys. God damn, the baseball shit. I don't know. It's like daddy. That's daddyissues.com right there. That's like going, I remember going with my dad. I'll throw another one out there. Uh, Mike, one of our one of our favorite uh, baseball stories is the last game at Tiger Stadium. Yeah, I think we discussed it on the show, too. We, I mean, we I discussed, discussed it on many pods, so I don't know where have you? we... Okay. I, I definitely talk about it. When I was on the Rotowire pod last Thursday, he's like, what's the best, uh, best sporting event you've ever been to? And I sensed Tiger Stadium so many times that I actually, I went with... And then I kind of regret it now. But. Ooh, I got two. Actually, I got two great ones that should have been that were fucking complete failures. Oh. One for me and one for you. What are they? Okay. One for me. I was in New York and I was at a Tigers, uh, Tigers, Yankees game. I was sitting in the right field bleachers and Tigers are being beat by two. I think it was two runs, two or three runs. Uh, going into the eighth inning or something, and getting out of getting out of Yankee Stadium is a fucking nightmare. So I left with my ex early. Not kidding. I thought we'd be able to get on the subway and take off, but I did not understand how the subways work. So I got on the subway, and it didn't move. It doesn't move until after the ninth inning. <laughs> so there was no reason to have left when I did. I left sure. early thinking that I was trying to get an early train. Anyhow, uh, Granderson uh, hit, when he was on the Tigers, hit a go-ahead, uh, I think, three-run home run, put the Tigers up one run, and they actually won in that game. And I fucking missed it because oh, I yeah. was too worried. I was too worried about getting home on time <laughs> or, or not being stuck not being stuck in horrible, just, just garbage, you know, Yankee traffic. I didn't know what the hell I was going to be dealing with, so I just was. I panicked. I panicked, I and I left like early. The drunk driver always survives the car crash. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Except, <laughs> except in this case, except in this case, I'm like the, I'm like the fucking opposite. It's like the the cautionary the, the person that exhibits a lot of caution is the dipshit that misses everything cool in the world. Yeah, man, you're gonna fucking die. Don't you know that? Oh, I missed Granderson hitting a fucking eighth inning uh, home run that that put the Tigers up. I can't even fucking believe it. You were it worried about nuts. And not uh, about I was, life. I, no, I was worried about I was worried about being mildly inconvenienced. <laughs> Mike, uh, let me. Uh, Mike, can I share? Can I share your failure? I assume it's not the, even uh, your failure. Back to yep. back to back. Yep, yep. Back to back to back to back. Three, not four. Three. Yeah. Back yeah. to back. We're at, uh, oh, I did four. You're right. You're right. <laughs> last year at Shea Stadium, I visited Luke and uh, the ex, and 
Yeah, I yeah. went to get a, buy a coat, which is so dumb because it costs like a hundred bucks at the stadium. It's so stupid, a Mets coat, and I missed uh, three straight. Oh, that was great runs. though. You wore it a billion times. Also, you went and got like beers it. for yeah. us. You got beers for us too. So oh, you well, were super pissed. Well, you were no, you were super pissed because you took that extra step to get beers. And then that was like the time you were waiting in that fucking beer line. That <laughs> was the time that anything. fucking, yeah. I guess uh, God could, I don't know, God could have. I, I guess we should have, you know, know knowing our relationship to God. For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that did happen. That sucked. But uh, yeah, that's a good call, Luke. Uh, the one I subbed in on the Rotowire show was instead of Tiger Stadium one, uh, which I kind of regret now, like I say, but there were Michigan memories in my life, which I enjoyed. I guess they don't look the same now. They really don't. But uh, me and uh, Brandon, my friend who passed away, we saw Tom Brady beat Ohio State at home in 1999 at the University of Michigan Stadium. And that was like a 24 to 17 victory. It was a well-fought game, me and him together. I also, not so much the Michigan part, the fact that he's dead, the two of us went together. I'm more focused on that part. We had a great time, and that's the one I uh, chose to remember. Uh, so it, oh, this wasn't about Tigers. This was like any sporting event. Any? It said, uh, was it Detroit? Best, focus best story from a Detroit sporting event. Yeah, I don't know if Michigan football counts as a Detroit sporting yeah, event. Yeah, it, it does. Well, he's, talking, mean, he's talking about, he's talking about like, yeah, he's talking about Michigan. As a, as a Spartan, I was at trouble with the snap game. That was fucking, that was probably the greatest thing for me. God, that must and then I stayed till the end? Oh, yeah. I tried to call. I mean, I was in row 914. And I, yeah. I think I texted or tried to call our buddy Aaron or Matt afterwards, and they were having nothing to do with me. I think they read. They we were drinking uh, yeah, to the they blind were, pig or no, to the, uh, <laughs> elbow, no, to the eight ball. Eight ball. Yeah. yeah. They were just, they were probably beer bonging whiskey at the eight ball, and I wasn't invited. <laughs> I, you know, Take I L, like sincerely apologize or sincerely say, <laughs> hey, you know, this person, though he or she identifies differently politically, has a decent point. Like, let's talk that out. <laughs> it's like I can't this is so weird. I keep yeah, I keep thinking he's actually talking. That is so weird. So I, I actually did find photos from that that game that was referenced earlier. It was August 6 2016 Oh, the metadata. Which oh, was 20, the, uh, 2016 Okay, so that was the first year or the second year they missed the playoffs after twenty fourteen. Then everybody traded in twenty fifteen and. Down slowly getting worse from there, but not as bad as they were in 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. And I just texted another image, which is of the. <laughs> it's actually the uh, Little Caesars Arena being constructed. No, no, it's not. What is that? Oh, I've seen this picture before. I I have. Is that you? That's not you, is it, Matt? Where is that? That's somebody else. The red guy in the red shirt. That's Scott. That's Scotty. God, that doesn't look like... Oh, I see it now. Okay, now I see it. It's hard to see. You're looking down, and he has a hat on, and he's got glasses on. He's got a thick beard that's not as gray at all. He's definitely gray over the last five years. What the hell are we looking at? He texted us all the same picture, so you can look at it on your phone Uh, if you so choose to. It's on your phone if you have one of those. Uh, (laughs) I left the... uh, Oh, look at that. I left the 2004. You're going Michigan. to go through the rigmarole of having conversations back and forth, discussing things you're interested in, all that stuff. <laughs> I, I was at the last time we beat Ohio State, which was like no, I don't, I don't think I'm as uh, I don't think as I'm, I'm as quippy as I thought I was. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry, Matt. Uh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> no, no, no. They're they're just like any Michigan fan. Distant memories. That's all I have to look look at. Uh, Two thousand watercolored. Yeah, I I went to the last game we beat Ohio State when they had like an interim head coach and Luke Fickle. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I went to that game in two thousand four where <laughs> I went I went to a lot of shitty Michigan games. I went to Appalachian State. No, I went I to, there. but I did go to the game where we came back. In, to beat Michigan State in triple overtime in 2004, uh, which I left early because it was cold. I also left early. I had to drive back to Cincinnati to go to work at 1 a.m., so left right from the tailgate. Boy, Detroit sporting events, though? I'm trying to think, like, Detroit-specific. Matt, we've got, I, we, we also have another Detroit sporting event, which would be our softball team four or five years ago when gunshots were, were fired. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> we uh, luckily we weren't like in we weren't like I don't think we were at the field when it happened, but it was right after a game we played or something. Uh, because we used to play on this really small field that had the parking lot right outside the fence. <clears throat> so you hit a home run or something. A lot of it would people just it would are just... actually dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you would hit a home run and it would just like it would just slam into somebody's, you know, tinted out Dodge Charger and then you would yeah. have like five angry people getting out of their cars. And so we were like we we're like, this is not good. And then I don't know, it, was, it wasn't that long after that started happening that uh a couple of couple of shots were fired. And it was impossible to get into the the whole area was so like just so many cars if a cop needed to get in there it was like almost impossible so nobody went to any tigers playoff games that were exciting? yeah i never did no I saw us beat the oakland a's a couple times in the oh. uh which uh, one alds oh 2012 or 2013 i can't remember which of those two years it was they played like three them. times we in several them. playoff yeah sunny gray had to be one of them right I went to game four where we got swept by the Giants in oh, yeah. Well, that's a World Series game, man. Yay. I yeah, was I was sure. also I was also at that game. You're oh, at game shit. four? Yeah. Oh, the fuck? Damn. How'd you guys even get there? I'm glad I wasn't there. Uh, because because the, writing, the been, writing was on I was the wall. So angry. People yeah, were the, away. For sure. Yeah. Well that makes sense. Would you pay where'd you get your tickets, man? I paid uh, I got the scalp tickets. I paid uh, for two tickets, I paid two fifty for two tickets. I, I didn't. I I think I came into some because somebody just didn't want to go. Yeah, because they <laughs> knew what it was going to be go a depressing tires. affair. Go yeah. Tigers. <laughs> well, what about the uh, other prompt here, though, guys? Uh, I think oh, we should the, pay attention to it. The hardball one, a little tougher. Something yeah, awful tougher. that happened to you that ended up being beneficial. And or insightful. Mm, I was immediately thinking it happened to you or something you did. That was awful. I think probably both yeah. are valid. I think so. Something let's just call it something awful that ended up actually being I don't love dicks. Yeah, actually providing insight. <laughs> Puddle of dicks? Where would I say that? I funny. said that I think. No, I think that I said, said my name. Oh, you want to hear it oh, again? Yes, because uh, I said puddle of dicks and you were like, What? Puddle of dicks? because <laughs> it was puddle of d's and we were talking about puddle of mud and i was like it was puddle of d's because i was Something thinking of pod i was thinking of pod 
something tough. Particular I, individual. <laughs> the fact that he's done this, we owe him like a thousand dollars. If he wasn't wealthy or well off, I would think twice about it. But yeah, otherwise, I don't care. He's are he you loves presuming? He's very. He don't have. He's mid to late forties. No children. Works he a really solid union yeah. job. Good for him. So. <laughs> you know what? Uh, love. Let me do it. Let me do it quick. Just uh, no. You know what? Fuck it. Do you appreciate it though, Eric? Of no, course. No, this Not, this dude. Man. Yeah, no. He's uh, he would prefer actual interaction than money. Yeah. Like that yeah. means more to him as actual like yeah. communication. He does not. Yeah, it's one of the few people when we were talking about stoicism, we were talking about like what it is to be stoic and what it is to have like true values and what is have real ethics. Uh, real morals. There are few people that are as realized as him. I literally have yet to meet his equal in terms of that type of realization. I used to feel like I could get there, but I feel like I've, I've not gotten there. That's beautiful. I mean, sometimes like everything in life, making a decision, you guys are going to, you guys are a decision and move on. You two, Matt and John Scott, Matt and John Scott, you, you guys are going to love this dude. And, uh, when are we going to get a guest on the pod here? I know, yeah, man. I'm, let's I'm, do it. Let's I pull have, a guest on, man. Let's, let's throw a guest on, man. Hold that'll on be the worst cow. experience of our lives. He, uh, Eric, <laughs> that we'll Eric, from. actually, uh, we, we could do, yeah, we could. I would definitely do that. No question. No question. <laughs> it's so funny. It, the sound is so like the it's so equal to the sound that I hear, you know, from you guys right now that it just it immediately sounds like you're laughing. Yeah, the, well, the and then I hear and then I hear me laughing, and I'm like, what the fuck. Well, look, Danny, everyone's avoiding your hardball question, so I'll go first no, here. No, we're not. If anybody we're wants not. to go follow ahead. my lead, you can. You're not, well, not. I was I was going to. Oh, well, no, you go like first. dilly-dallying. A little bit of dilly-dallying. I was dilly-dallying. Go first. You go first. It's real simple. You know, oddly enough, going through Vicodin substance use disorder, it brought me a greater perspective of life that I probably wouldn't replace it with anything. I really wouldn't. It brings you closer to humanity, a little more empathetic to every type of struggle or challenge in the world even though it sucked at the time it doesn't seem so sucky now i don't look back at it so negatively which is oddly enough uh fascinating in itself i could look back and be like boy that sucked when i when no one wanted to be around me and i couldn't find a place to live <laughs> that sucked that's a it's a low feeling it's not a fun time to be like Sleeping on your, you're staying at your mom's house who lives in Mexico most of the year, but yet you're still not welcome there, even though she's not there. And you're sleeping on a, uh, uh, not a mattress, but a box spring. Not even a box, yeah, the box spring, like the wood. I slept on that thing for like two months because it was better than nothing. And yet, I still look back at it with like, and I don't really have that much regret or pain about it. I, it, it has brought me a lot of, tremendous perspective and it might sound uh, weird or silly or I even tried even I don't know I don't know what it sounds like but I do know Danny that having that experience uh, has brought me closer to humanity I used to be really I really think this and I honestly believe this I was very disconnected from our own kind really I I thought I was even though I wouldn't say it I thought I was better than people or like I always held myself to this high standard internally that I never really discussed you know with people at parties 
uh, with these kind of attitude. <laughs> and, you know, that brought me down a huge peg. And I'm really, I'm grateful for that. I wasn't a dick or anything, but I just, I'm just really fortunate for the experience to give me an understanding of like what those homeless people really are. <laughs> they're, they're people and they're not weak willed and they're not people that are uh, choosing to live that lifestyle <laughs> by any means. So now I understand that and I can apply that to other people's lives who need help too. And that's why I'm working on my master's in counseling to try to help people like that so that I can pay it forward. So seemed really shitty at the time and sold my drum set, my guitars and all my musical equipment and stuff, but that's all stuff you can get back, you know? So yeah, I think with almost four years of being beyond that, I, I look at it that way now. So that's my, uh, that's my story. That's Fuck yeah, man. Too radical. And, and radical also, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I just applause. <laughs> also, and and also to be clear, like you you never once uh, in the entire time that I've known you ever indicated any type of uh, I don't know negative view of anybody that was homeless or anything like that. Like this is oh, just well, yeah, this, I mean, yes you, you. I did describe it properly. I, I just what, yes yes yes. I I'm sure everybody understands that. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure everyone so. understands that. I just you know. Just wanted to, well to make sure that, like, yeah, in your defense, I was totally around you for many, many years and never once. Uh, did I think you, you are a fucking king around here. <laughs> he never said a disparaging word against uh, anybody in those in that predicament. I can't do anybody anything. else. I can't do anything that that holds a candle to that. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Are you sure, bullshit. Matt? Are you sure this is uh, this is a game of one-upsmanship? This is what it's all about. <laughs> if you didn't have real pain, then uh, you know, you got nothing to say. Milking the cow. <laughs> <laughs> I <regret laughs> this is this is going to be so confusing. This is going to be so confusing. I'm more offended by the product on the field right now. <laughs> I stand by all of these <laughs> I stand by every one of these cuts <laughs> you uh, have to I, I don't know. you uh, got to you can repeat the question I think my answer is like essentially everything I mean when you when you take an L and when when you you know when something's tough what the fuck are you gonna do? Like you really don't. It's it's sort of a zero one proposition. You either just wallow in it and continue making the same mistakes, or feel bad for yourself, or et cetera, et cetera. Or I don't know. You learn something from it and you grow. I mean, every breakup I've ever had has sucked, but it's been illuminating. It's been. You know, in time, it's been uh, it enriches the human experience. You take, you learn how to take the good from it and not be vindictive and not, you know, be fucking sour about it. Or you could, you could take the route where you are and you live your life just as a sourpuss. But I don't know. I I would argue that everything, every trial. Um, 
you know, sucks to a certain degree, be it a minute, a day, or, you know, it could be the rest of your life. But breakups are a big one, though, John. Like, I, ba- I breakups are made huge. Me think of one that that's, I got out of <laughs> that I really at the time was dude. devastated about, but I look back yeah. now like, wow, thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where that's that's where my mind went. I mean, I you know, I've I've taken some some L's on a, a bunch of different fronts, but definitely the uh, the relationship front is one where you as his girlfriend walks by. Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, he said he said that he walks by. He did he did drag that <laughs> sentence out. Yeah. No, we're not hey, breaking it's up. It's almost over. Seven. Oh, she's like, well, well, she's like, you're not breaking up. No comment. I, she says no comment after I ask yeah, her. She's like, she's, she's like, I'll take care of this shit. You're not breaking up with anyone. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is turning into my next learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> How much insight do you think you can gather from this moment? <laughs> Uh, I can forgive. Don't do but, things uh, that you're criticizing other people for doing. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> well said, Matt. Good point. Dude, Thank you for interrupting to have the spot anymore. <laughs> yeah, we can just put this thing on autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, that's true. Just like another know, couple man. clips. And, yeah, Holy that. cow, this is so thorough. It's so thorough. I, I like the, uh, oh my God. you know. I, I like the loss. I like um, how people take losses and all of this stuff. Basically, what you're asking is you just fucking lost or you just lost or you, you know, you're eating shit. And what, you know, can you taste a little bit of, you know, can you taste a little bit of meat inside of that turd? And uh it's exactly it's exactly what it sounded like. Can you, you know, there's a little the piece of filet mignon in every turd. I think. <laughs> well, that so, just that just made me think about insight. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I've I've I don't know what it is. I've been pretty good at like regretting my lo- regretting my mistakes, taking my losses, just um, suffering the blows, and kind of moving on and in relationships that's certainly one i know mike mike apparently liked that but that that's a good one i mean dude we've all we've all been in one or two or 17 relationships (laughs) and um you know they didn't work out the only relationship that ever worked out is the last one so what the fuck what did what did you oh yeah that's that's a solid drop Hopefully, uh, hopefully our, our real producer will find that clip and <laughs> put it into the Dropbox. <laughs> so I got to cop out of this one because I just can't come up with anything that I, don't know, I guess I'm just a fucking living a charmed life over here. <laughs> Semi-charmed. Yeah, I guess so. Life. Yeah. Well, it, it makes sense life. because of your, your support for Elizabeth Warren and, and the Democratic <laughs> Party. You've had no you've had actually no challenges. I mean, so that I, is I, that I, is a problem. Yeah, you got no challenges. That means you don't really support the, uh, you know, politicians mm-hmm. destroy this place. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just drop yourself? Yeah, I'm part of the show. You know, so that's, that's funny. Happened. All right, that's really fucking funny. He's taking a break. Wait. He's on autopilot. He's just mashing drops. Luke, you know Luke, what's funny, give us a, a, 
Danny, I'm trying to hear Danny man. though on this. Let's hear what Danny has to say. Danny, make sure you write us back and you tell us. Answer both of those questions for us as well. There yeah, we I was trying to think of uh, something awful because we we talked about breakups. As you okay. are fondling a fidget spinner. Yeah. Oh, ah! this was uh, this was excavated from our our basement cleanup, and uh, Kristen was like, "I can't believe you found that fidget spinner." And I was like, "I didn't find it. It was just sitting on the table because you pulled it out of this pile of junk." And so. I picked it up, and this is like literally, it's yeah. So and what have you learned? Done done with it. Done with it. I'm 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 dropping it down. Well, you're only like three years too late. Yeah. Well, this 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 uh, I literally got this. uh, Literally got this three or four years ago. So yeah, it's (laughs) it was it was like pulled out of a (laughs) a dusty bit of other garbage. You you want to play pogs later or? I would actually, yeah, no, so we'll play some jacks too. Let's yeah. do that. Ooh. Uh, I'll do some, let's just do some backgammon. Fuck all that. <laughs> let's play some good backgammon. Oh, man. <clears throat> I feel like I have like 10 of these stories, but I don't know. They, so if we, if we take like kind of breakups off the, uh, you guys already talked about breakups. Well, we've already talked. We've already done breakup stories. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we've done. We've done uh, young death stories. That one is long gone. <laughs> so I'm gonna do something slightly, uh, you know, slightly lower, lower level on the Richter scale, the emotional Richter scale. But you know, when we teach us, Luke. teach you nothing Uh, when i well no when we were like looking for looking for houses around here you know houses in detroit and whatnot we uh you know we we were going through that that process of you know trying to bid on a house losing the bid yada 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 and then we realized like holy fuck if we had actually won the bid that we had first put up we would have never been able to afford it would have been a terrible fucking investment would have been a horrible fucking burden on us uh day in day out for the rest of our fucking lives so we got fucking lucky that we didn't win these fucking bids. So, you know, anybody mm. in this situation, do not fucking do not like uh, don't go over. Your, don't go over your your her own horizon. Just just understand where you're at. Uh, keep it. Keep it simple. And the, the, the benefit or I guess the amazing thing was we ended up finding a house where the, all of the pictures online, for instance, were garbage totally terrible looks it was they were taken on like a a terrible fall day there were no leaves everything looked gray and depressed and those pictures were online for probably 20 years because it was a rental property and we weren't even going to bother seeing the house but when we got here we realized like oh the house is pretty good the thing is though because of those fucking pictures literally nobody wasted their time seeing it so this is not an awful thing that happened to us i will admit and i'm it sure it doesn't I've say got... awful by the way it no just he does say he says something oh, he awful did. You're right. he literally yeah. said something awful. it's not awful that's why i said we already talked about we already talked about young death and we talked about breakups so boring I've got plenty of other awful things, but hey, you know, what did you, what did you I, uh, drinks this morning, which we can, we can. <laughs> I, I think you did, didn't you? 
we can totally revisit that shit later. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I thought uh, I, I always I found that to be crazy because everybody I talk to that's going through this dumbass housing market is being driven insane by it. Find one that's got terrible pictures. Hey, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I got, I gotta confess something to you guys. Can I do this real quick? Um, I was in Joshua Tree a while ago, and I'm a creep, and I know how to use WhitePages.com. So somehow I came across the fact that Eric Burdon of the Animals lived in Joshua Tree, and I white page. I white pages did his address and went, <laughs> and went by his house and like took a stone off of his front yard. Is he still? <laughs> he's dead, right? No, no, he's alive as shit. Shut and the fuck I mean, up! I, he's you didn't he go up to his front door and knock on the door. No, you I went as far. Don't. You went so close to his house, you grabbed a rock. But yep. you didn't go to his front door and say, listen, dude, I'm a huge fan. Just wanted to say hi. No, because that's like I'm arrested kind of shit. Not necessarily. It's Eric Burden. He doesn't care. Yeah. I took a yeah. fucking, I took a rock off of Eric Burden. You should have taken the rock with you up to the front door and be like, listen, I found this rock in the street. Uh, just <laughs> the, this is your rock. <laughs> Listen, I was wondering if you could uh, sign Man, this Eric Burden, of, dude. of the War LP that you did. Uh, uh, so, spill, spill uh, the wine. so yeah. <laughs> dude, before before he uh, before he started that, uh, you guys know that uh, Alan was Alan Price was in Animals, and that famous was it Ed Sullivan? I don't know if it was Ed Sullivan show, but the famous like live concert for the Animals had Alan Price, and Alan Price uh, had the Alan Price band, and they went off and did uh, a bunch of their own stuff, which is fucking amazing, but they were also the uh, one of the major uh, chorus, they were they were the chorus of Oh Lucky Man, which is, oh shit, I got the... Emerson oh, Lake and Palmer, bro. Ow! Ooh, you were the lucky man. He was. Bam. Alan Price. That's a vinyl. Oh, that's that's uh that's uh Malcolm McDowell right there. A young young Malcolm McDowell. Sure. What is that? Is that wax? What am I looking at? Oh, this is uh my buddy my buddy Vinny uh paints. He just he paints on whatever he can find. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's, it's literally it's it's a piece of Luan. For those of you can't kind see, of, it's a uh, corkboard. Man with a white hat. For anyone who can't see it, it is the cover of "Oh Lucky Man." There are a couple of covers of it. Mike, are you playing Alan Price? It's the movie poster. Movie poster. No, I'm kind playing. <laughs> Mike, Mike, do me a favor. Do me a favor right now and play uh, Poor People. By ELP. Wait, check this out. Dude, you just can't beat this, though. This is so good. Fuck. This is a great fucking song. What did I just ask for? Just uh, give me a second. <laughs> I just want to hear this ooh one more time, then I'll move on. Here it goes. <laughs> 
Tom's. All right, that that's a drop. Who would a lucky man he was? <laughs> This song is so weird, but so cool. If you smoke weed and you're 18 and you hear this song, you're going to freak out. you be like, oh, this is fucked up. So here you go. Here's what you want. <laughs> oh, I got to love the egg shaker. It's the yeah. same guy. There he is. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the... Uh, right. I don't know who this guy is. Alan Price. Never heard of him. He was in The Animals. Oh, he, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Okay, he was guitar player or backup vocalist. No, he was uh, the he was keyboard and he did arrangements. He's the reason that the animals uh, had that song arranged the way they did. He was the one that did that for um, the House of the Rising Sun. Uh, guys, how many monthly listeners does Alan Price have on Spotify? Oh! 600 million. I mean, I'm always 72, 600,000. Man, <laughs> I'm gonna say it can't be more than like 5,000. <laughs> I'm gonna say 56. 56 people, thousand going under, going under. Oh, oh 56,000. That is shit. incredible. 57,000. Shut up. Are you that's a, that's really good? That's, that's a lot of numbers. The probability of him guessing that is pretty low. So well done. <laughs> Yeah, Alan Price has got over 50000 a month. Uh, Luke, he's got a little bit of cachet. Yeah, he's got a little club. Well, he should have yeah. a little cachet. I mean, again, exactly. Eric Burden, That's why you Eric dismissed Burden him didn't... with your 5000 No, Eric Burden didn't write anything. Eric Burden was just like... No, he was just, the voice. He was performing. He was just oh, performing. No, no. Spilled was, the wine. Well, well, later on, later on. Later on, Eric Burden did more, but he was not in the animals. He didn't do any of that shit. So Alan it Price was Alan, wrote, was Alan Price. Place. Did he write that one? I think he, I think he did all. Shit. I think he did most of the arrangements for all that shit. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not dying on that fucking hill. So I like this. Uh, I'm seriously. I, I, I don't. I don't know 100. percent mm-hmm. I know like basically. I'm definitely yeah, uh, checking out Alan Price here though because I'm. Yeah, dude. This I think I. Swear to God, I've shared Alan Price with you guys before, but maybe it was. It was probably during our long Dostoevsky uh, talk at the uh, at Comerica Park. Yeah, no, he's great. He's great. Alan Price, he's great, uh, great uh, singer, singer songwriter. Yeah, he. Everybody who Newcastle. writes stuff like that deserves their due. So, oh yeah, that's a good call. yeah, man's a genius. And uh, you guys have to see Oh Lucky Man because Oh Lucky Man is a unique film that you guys all deserve to see, man. Isn't that one of your favorites, Luke? <laughs> it is my all-time favorite film, yeah. That's Next to uh, Dwayne Blacktop. Yeah, come on. I was just oh about to yell at you. I'm not going to buy that bullshit for a minute. Oh, there's Oh Lucky Man, it's Tulane Blacktop, and it kind of does that, you know? But I haven't seen either one in so long. It's like a mechanic. Uh, Dude, Dennis, yeah, the mechanic. There's no character names. How amazing is that? The driver, the mechanic. Did you know that uh, people GTO. who like this? GTO. People who Dude. like this also like Chris Farlow. Anybody ever heard of Chris Farlow? Negative. How about Manfred Mann? Yeah, we've heard of that. Yeah, sure, of course. The swinging blue jeans. Uh, yeah. That's a Nuggets. <laughs> is band, that Jangle Rock, man? I think it's on the Nuggets compilation. <laughs> That Django Rock recall. The swinging blue jeans look like a bunch of douches. Oh, no, I'm, but... thinking, I'm thinking of the swinging medallions. Yeah, yeah, Michael. Do me a favor and play a song by the swinging medallions called Double Shot of My Baby's Love. 
Oh wait, did oh, they write? Oh, can we can we do depending on what order you want to do this? Can we do? Can you play Oh Lucky Man since we've been talking about this Oh Lucky Man? Oh, there's a song. A while. It's called Oh Lucky Man. That Oh Lucky yeah. and, and then and then we can immediately go to uh, what you were saying, Matt. Who uh, who do you this guys, is, who do you guys this think is originally wrote like, the, yeah. the Hippie Hippie Shake? The original. Uh, mm, I mean, the Beatles do somebody the Hippie Hippie Shake. Because um, the Swinging Blue Jays band, their number one okay. song is the Hippie Hippie Shake. I assume it's a cover, though. But they're old. So. I'm on Wikipedia. Whoa. Chan Romero. Chan Romero. Not familiar. Is this a rocker? Much different than Emerson Lincoln Palmer. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like Jangle Rock a little bit there. It's got, yeah, it's definitely got that, definitely got that like style to it. Oh, I think you guys would love the movie, man. You guys need to, you definitely need to watch it. John, it's on Criterion. I almost positive. Is it? Okay. Almost positive. All right. I'm going to do it. I've been uh, I've been hitting the Criterion pretty hard. Peter Weir. I watched The Last Wave today. Um, oh, dude. Uh, what did you watch? The Last Wave. Oh, yeah. With oh, the dude, this ab- is... Aboriginal uh, lawyer <laughs> thing. Have you seen Walkabout yet? Yep. Man, Good. Uh, next, I guess. It, was a, it was a few few years, but yeah. Swinging medallions. Swingin'. I just thought it was a swinging swingin', the swinging medallions. Yeah, All right, double, thank you for double shot uh, of my baby's love. Thank you for entertaining that. Um, I yeah, love that we take request here. The swinging medallions, that. double shot of my baby's love. Bust number one song. Out. How many listeners monthly for the Swingin' Medallion? Dude, I, okay, you know, this, this exercise 000. gets dumber and dumber every time. Uh, 114,000. Okay. I'm going to say 8,300. <laughs> Matt's always right, so whatever Matt I'm says. Gonna, yeah, yeah, Matt seems to like get it like pretty much right on. I don't know, 40,000. Well, Matt was closest. He's over. This one is 5,800. Ah. I said 40,000. What did you say, Matt? 8,300. Oh, God. I went way too high. I thought you said 80,000. <laughs> the Swinging Medallions. Never heard of them. I do like uh, Vidalia onions, though. Those are delicious. Oh, this Vidalia stuff onions. That's all yeah, those are fantastic. You guys ever mess with the Nuggets compilations? Yeah. <laughs> this is like, it's not Nuggets. God damn I don't it. Know what that means. Nuggets is like, uh, it's a famous compilation of like garage rock psych. from the 60s. Yeah, it's like uh, artifacts from the garage psych revolution or whatever. 
It's got like compilation rocky albums of psychedelic music from the '60s and early '70s. This playlist but contains. More, more importantly, have you guys ever fucked with Nugget Porn? No. What is that? That's, it's, uh, that's when you go to the. That's when you go to the, the drive-through at McDonald's uh, at like three in the morning and they're closed. Yeah, and, get and you just stare at the menu. You just stare at the menu. <laughs> What's the most you ever spent at McDonald's, or at least participated in the bill? Woo. I don't know, like twenty. Oh, probably the same. Good lord, you have if you haven't broke thirty, you ain't a real boss here. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's no, disappointing no. here. Uh, definitely broke fifty in twenty ten. Twenty. You don't belong. You don't belong in these parts. You yeah, can't, break, you can't break thirty at McDonald's. <laughs> Come on, nah, dude. I'm a scumbag. Went down to Champagne and saw Hum in 2010, and definitely. Oh, doctor. We, even, we had this party bus. It was supposed to be like a a taxi, but there was no taxis in town, so you just had to have a party bus. And uh, we took that party bus to McDonald's on the way home. We spent easily over fifty bucks. So. Dude, the way home. Fifty bucks. That's it. For a party <laughs> bus. Nothing. Well, there's only four of us. There's only four of us. Oh, I wasn't part of that. Because there's only four. Yeah, that, you weren't on that one. I was part of a different trip. And a karaoke yeah. machine and everything. We did not need it. It was totally unnecessary. Very silly. Very Karaoke bad. machine? You had four fucking people? God, you nerds. You're such I nerds. I didn't want it. No, nobody, I wasn't playing with such the... Such fucking nerds. I wasn't Let's hanging do... with the karaoke crew that night either, so we weren't going to use that. Mike, we're going to see even if you were when they tour, right? If they tour, of course, yeah, that would be. I great. might not be. I might not be allowed to because I actually do have a, a scar on my face because of it. But I will probably. Yeah, well, no, I'm going. I'm yeah. going. I gotta go. I gotta fucking go. Yeah, it wasn't I'll your just, fault either. Come on, I just won't. Uh, I just won't barrel my way up to the front. That's it. It was not your fault at all. If so somebody throws a fucking there. beer bottle in my face, Jesus Christ! You have a scar from a hum concert. Yeah, somebody threw a fucking beer bottle in my face. Just hit me. Oh, it hit me in the eye socket. It was like a circle. Um, Technically, it was Oh, it was... Uh, no, no, no. Actually, no, it was a glass. It was a glass. It was like an actual glass and not a bottle. It wasn't a can. It was not a can. It was a like a drinking glass. And it was a plastic glass. It was a hard plastic glass. But it was fucking whipped at me from like ten feet away. That part's true. That part is definitely true, and you saw it. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't fucking it was matter. Just aggro. This is a nice peaceful. Well, he was a psycho. This guy wanted he to was go a fucking psycho, and, and he of and he ran off. Too. Yeah, that dude ran off, and like people chased him, and they said they had problems with him in the past. Yada yada yada. Um, yada yada yada. I'm too. going to the next uh, um. No, I didn't get kicked out. They let you back in? Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. They I didn't get kicked going out. To. We had to argue for a while to get back in. So. You had to argue for it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't remember that because I was drunk and I got hit in the face with the glass. Yeah, we, we, we all went out chasing after the guy. He ran down the street and took off. And then the, the bouncers, you know, bouncer rules like... I don't, I'm not, I don't take a side. Everybody. Yeah. Bouncers. Are, yeah. Yeah. They don't they're just to, like, yeah. They're like fucking, yeah. Fuck you. Everybody's out of here. Yeah. They don't try to dispense. Totally justice, understand. You know? Totally understand. Also, I had a fucking bleeding face, so I didn't really care that much. Hey, bleeding face. And then we all got kicked out of the hotel there that night. And then Luke drove us home. That was fun. <laughs> kicked out of a hotel. Can you believe that? It was the Grand Hotel or whatever. Somebody, like somebody actually, somebody actually put effort into uh, making sure people couldn't sleep on the floor. 
Like, yep. nope, nope, no one's allowed to sleep on the floor here. Uh, you have too many people. You all must drive home now. <laughs> Think about that. Think about what they did. They probably, we weren't the only ones, right? This was a concert weekend, so they must have kicked probably 30 or 40 drunk drivers out of the out of their rooms. <laughs> That's a great policy. Not kidding. Do you? How fucked up is that, man? That, that is it's insane. That's fucking I, I, insane. But it's also Grand Rapids. It's the worst place in the world. I fucking hate that Was that the Pyramid Scheme? You guys been to the Pyramid Scheme? I've been to the Pyramid Scheme. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Fuck Grand Rapids, by the way. That that area. But that part is of town is supposed to be artsy and trash. Cool. I do like the the reference that that venue's name is is to Amway. Yep. Hey! Sure, that that's cool. Except they act like a fucking uh, fascist regime anyway, so it doesn't matter. That, that's what every oh, guy who gets on. thrown out of the show says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound like that guy. Don't be that guy, come on, man. Uh, are you fucking fascist? fascist? It's like it's like uh, Randy fucking and getting thrown out. But this is America. This is America, Jack. Yeah. I didn't get thrown out though. By the way, I, I didn't get thrown you out though. That. That's a good I got too, I right. got thrown. I got a glass thrown in my face, and uh, it wasn't me that got thrown out of the fucking show. <laughs> well, on that note, just let's for rip, the record. You know, just for the record, yes. Let's wrap the show up here. We'll close it out. We'll send it out in this hum song. It's going to go on for another five minutes, probably. So it's a long one from the early, early days of hum on Electra 2000. But we've enjoyed Electra the show. 2000, yeah, yeah. Electra. Good time. They need to update their web presence from 2000 because I can't find a website for hum to see if they're yeah, on tour. Or not. You guys very, very need bad. to. You guys need to check out uh, the Alan Price band. Yeah. You well, need to. You need to check them out a little bit. To it. Well, I know, but but, but Matt, project. but Matt, and yeah, exactly. Oh, Al, dude, it's coming. not the Alan Parsons project. I'm gonna go see that. I've never. Wait a minute. I didn't know he was Hold still on. You just throwing this stuff off. Well, he just Alan, Alan Price project. as opposed to Alan Parsons. <laughs> I have to see Eye in the Sky live before I die. Really? You have yes. to? Oh, it's classic. WLTI Light FM 93.1 1989. That was on the know. radio all it's, the time, it's, man. It sucked then. It sucks now. Why would you do this? Because you're stuck on a... You have to drive an hour each way from Heartland to Detroit and back on Friday and Sunday nights every other weekend with your father. So that's how you get that burned in your brain. Because <laughs> if you start kicking the seat, then okay. your dad starts yelling, right. hey, stop kicking a goddamn seat. <laughs> all right, I got I'm you. Listening right. To right. Listen to right music, now. Come on. I got <laughs> you. I'm trying to listen to my Light FM 93.1 WLTI. That is uh, true. That is. By true. the way, R.I.P. Maynard Theater. Oh, yeah. oh fuck! We didn't oh, even talk shit. about that shit. God damn it! Well, I think that deserves more time. So let's talk. Yeah, about We talked about that. fucking rapists and pederasts uh, for like an hour and a half, and we didn't even get to the the, the <laughs> decline of our the decline of our Western civilization. Shit. Mm-hmm. Luke, what the you last just said, picture by the way, show. That drop is going to be Eric's going to get that rape. You saying rapist and pederast? Oh, that's all it's going to be. So. <laughs> no, be stop trying to cue him up. Don't cue him up. He now he's going to definitely I don't do need it. To do any of the work, he he's does all definitely going to do it now. Everything you're saying is a drop. Yep. <laughs> and Eric, thanks for the laughs. Those were fucking great, and we'll keep playing Amazing. those on the show. If there's more to come, please share. There's like 800 of them. Uh, emails, thanks for the emails, Danny. Eric, you guys are awesome. And Dr. Anderson was a scumbag. He's dead. Uh, don't excuse pederasses, and that's it. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll talk main art theater. We'll talk uh, whatever else is going on in society. Bye.